Hey everyone, welcome to Arts District. My name is Sterling Shea, and today on the pod we have Mikey Abrams. He's a realtor, but he's also a local actor in our community, and I'm really excited to talk to him. We are gonna be talking about the home buying and home ownership process, but he did a really great job about relating it specifically to actors and artists and how this big thing that feels very impossible can be possible. Well, hey, Mikey, thank you so much for being on. I was wondering if you could just start us off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your background. Uh, Sure. My name is Mikey Abrams. I am a real estate agent with Texas Pride Realty Group, brokered by Home Smart Stars, focusing on residential properties within the DFW Metroplex. I've also been an actor in the area for many, many years, probably longer than you've been alive. And then also an educator for 15 years of my life. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, wow. I'm kind of new-ish to DFW. I've been here a year and a half, but we'll take off six months because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I don't count. These last <laughs> six months don't count for nothing. <laughs> uh, what are some things that listeners might've seen you in around town? Well, uh, <laughs> what was the last thing that I did before? Uh, I think it was a Broadway R-Way at Uptown Players back in, I want to say December or January, I want to say before. And that was like the last thing that I had done. No, I've worked around for a long time, ever since I was in high school. I mean, back in the early 90s, I think is when I started everything, working where Theater 3, Uptown Players, Granbury Opera House, if anyone at that, that's still around, I think, but it's by different management. Where else? Theater Arlington, Lyric Stage, pretty much everywhere except Dallas Theater Center. Okay. Just say that. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> um, were you involved with uh, Quarantine Cabaret? Did you start that? I did start that. Yeah, that was back in March and that took off like wildfire. That was so great because it really just gave us something to look forward to right away. I miss that like early optimism stage of quarantine. (laughs) Well, and it was also the time where no one was allowed to go anywhere and we did not know what the heck was going on. And so we were like, are we locked in our houses? Are we never getting out again? You know, this was back in March. So for about three, four months, I started the group back in March 17th was the day. And it was originally started for just like, oh, let's just perform for each other with friends. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, let's invite more people. And it just exploded. And people started doing write-ups on us in Dallas Morning News, KERA, all that. And I was like, oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, it's a global thing with thousands of people in it. Pretty amazing. It's still going. Yeah. Every day I check on it. People (laughs) are submitting things. Because there are people out there who, you know, are you know immune deficient they can't go out this is and they they want to sing they want to perform this is their only outlet they may not be the greatest of performers or something but that's not what this was that whole group was about it was about this is a chance for you to have a platform if you want to sing a song or read something that you've you know written or whatever you know great yay we applaud you encourage you and there are other people out there who feel the same ways I think it's been really good for some people and we had to develop a team and it's kind of taken off on a life of its own <laughs> being managed. 
Cool. Well, let me tell you why I wanted to do this episode. So when you know, the lockdown happened, it started to look like normally I would just interview people that have productions coming up and it's a way to pitch their show. But this made me want to turn towards like all of the other aspects of being an artist, like managing your money and, you know, buying a home. And so, you know, I think for a lot of artists who maybe freelance or have a day job that doesn't provide a very robust style of living. It feels very impossible and out of reach to own a home. So is home ownership only for wealthy people? Hell to the no. (laughs) Hell to the no on that. A thousand times. A majority of my clientele, and I actually sat and calculated it, it was 70% of my clientele come from either performing artists, directors, teaching drama, or performers. So that's my clientele. And, you know, those clientele range, unless you marry rich, you know, we all have limited budgets. I mean, we have a limited budget as well. You know, I'm married to a high school theater teacher. So when you have these kinds of budgeting and uh, specific, you know, finances that you need to maintain, you've got to find different ways, I think, outside of the box. First things first is you got to get qualified by a loan originator. And I find that people are so scared to do that, that they're not going to be making enough money. The challenge that I pose is I go, you don't know what you don't know. I have helped so many freaking people that have think they have low credit scores, but in actuality, it's not a low credit score at all. I've helped people in like the 500s get houses. I've helped yeah. and they're going, well, I don't have any money. I don't have any down payment. Well, I mean, you have to have a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. I've helped people only bring a couple of thousand dollars to the table and had the uh, seller come in and give some buyer credit. I just helped one person who, oh my gosh, it was a, it was a, I won't say the names or anything because uh, it's client confidentiality, but she did have a limited budget. She wanted to have home ownership because she was tired of renting. I do believe that renting, you are throwing your money away to the man And guess what? He getting rich off of you. And this way, this person's going to start building up equity in her own home. She needed a very specific amount to help with closing costs. And we negotiated that. There are other ways that you can negotiate other than money. I call it, what is your currency? Maybe your currency is the number of one thing out of money is time. If you're like, look, I'm living with my parents right now, so I got all the time in the world. So if we need to offer some lease back for them to stay in the house for another month or two months or whatever, great, offer that. The other currency is, I think, is emotions, where I've had people write that kind letter and they're like, oh, that's so cheesy. But man, oh man, with theater folk, it's different. I've literally had people write songs and film a video about the house to the owner of the home. And the owners have gone, oh my gosh, we loved it. Guess what? It's like that audition that you come in and you're like, wow, they did something in their audition to make them stand out. It wasn't the highest amount of money, but boy, oh boy, they stood out and you know, you get a callback maybe to say, yeah. what, can we, what can we do to make this kind of deal work? So there are ways around it. We need to know what your currency is. And people can talk to me about that. And we discover that together. It's not just about money. I mean, yeah, that's the major thing. But there are other ways around it. 
So you mentioned a couple of things. The first one was getting a home loan. Mm-hmm. Where do you get one of those? You have to reach out to a loan originator that specifically works with home mortgages. There's two kinds of people and businesses you can reach out to. One is like, I call it bank bank, which is like if you go to Chase or Wells Fargo or Bank of America, those are the, you know, your bankers. There's a whole bunch of people who work in that, you know, banking industry, and they're going to be all associated with your file. Well, guess what? They work Monday through Friday. The home loan originators are the ones that are going to pick up that phone on that Saturday afternoon or Sunday night when you've actually looked at your homes and you're like, I need a different pre-qualification letter. We found the home of my dreams and we need to write one out now. I prefer them over the bank banks because they cater to the client and individualize each specific letter for their needs. And then there are benefits for you if you're buying a home for the first time. What are those benefits and how do you get them? It depends on your credit scores and your loan to debt ratio. Once again, this is something that you need to contact your loan originator for. I can speak very generally about it. I help with the real estate transaction, not so much getting people qualified. Yes, there are benefits if you've got great credit. There are ways to get down payment assistance. I one time had somebody get $10,000 worth of down payment assistance for going to like two boring classes on how to manage a home. And I said, was it boring? And she was like, yep. But I sat there with a smile knowing that what money I was going to get. I said, I would too for $10,000. You better believe I'm front row with my notepad. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. And then for people like me who never explored home buying until a few months ago, what is equity? Well, it sure as heck in what you know your cards yeah. that you get when <laughs> get yeah. through enough points in theater. It's a different kind of equity, right? Yeah, it's like we're all non-equity if we're renters, and when you finally own, you got at your equity card. <laughs> I love that. So equity okay. is the money that is kind of saved up, by what your home is worth. So, for example, if you buy your home for $200,000 and you live in it for five years, the home value is going to go up. That difference in what you owe on the home and what your home is actually worth is the equity. Okay. So kind of like that makes me think about, you know how Frisco was like just a farm 10 years ago and it was like girl, just flat that, land. Yeah. And now, years, yeah. yeah, now all the houses there are half a million up to a million. And well, there's, so, there's some, there's a lot that are less than, than half okay. a million. There's some really nice homes in Frisco that I have found in the 300 range. So don't discount that. Okay. So talk about, you know, if we go get a home, uh, a loan, and then we're ready to spend it, how do we find like the right area for our budget? Great. Well, first you got to find your right realtor, which is me. And okay. then you can <laughs> no, but you got to find the realtor that's going to match up with your needs. And this is something that that I'll be straight up. It might not be me. All right, I might not be the one for you. I'm talking myself out of sales and stuff, but I might very well be the one for you. But you've got to interview. I've got a lot of videos on my YouTube page 
which okay. is uh, Mikey Abrams. Oh, I don't know what it is offhand. Isn't that bad? Uh, my social media <laughs> assistant handles all of that. But I have steps of purchasing a home on there. And one of the things that I talk about is how to audition your real estate agent and certain questions to ask him or her for them. One of the things that I'll talk about, going back to what you said on area, is the first thing you need to do is say, I know my budget. This is what my loan originator said that I have to spend, and this is a hard number for us. Then the real estate agent goes, wonderful. Houses in this area, this area, this area, this area match your search. What county do I want to live in? What schools do I, uh, do I want? If that matters, if you've got children, how far away do you want to be from work? How many bedrooms? How many bathrooms? Do you want an upstairs? Do you want a downstairs? Do you want a swimming pool? All of these questions you need to ask. And then we kind of send you the listings. And that's when it, we start honing in and going, I kind of like this area. This is an advice that I give before we actually start looking is that you and the person that you buy your homes with need to take a little Sunday drive mm-hmm. and go in specific neighborhoods and go, we like this or we don't like this. You will start eliminating and honing things in yourself. So that's a really good place to start. And then you reach out to the real estate agent and they're going to get a little bit more in depth talking about the taxes in the area, the HOAs of the area, the year of the home bill, specific neighborhoods. So start big and then we whittle it down smaller. Okay. So besides equity, what are the benefits of owning a home? Because I know I, as a renter, I love that when something breaks, I just call and it magically gets fixed that week. And one of the really scary things to me about owning a home is being financially responsible for all of that stuff that I take for granted right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you get it. That's a really good question. So it's adulting, definitely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you also get to have that Pride of ownership. I know it's this sense of worth is kind of what I call it because one of the slogans that I say is you are worth it. And when you're owning a home, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. You know, and no one's going to tell you, you know, when you, you know, can take your dog out. No one's going to tell you what colors you can paint your room. No one's going to tell you, oh, can I knock this wall out or remodel this? It's yours and you get to create it yourself. That's in addition to the equity. It also gives you a sense of thing. You get mineral rights as well, especially if you're going to be living on some land. So if I get, ain't nobody cracking anytime soon, but <laughs> but there, I, there's that as well. Yeah, I like that you said when you own an apartment, and this is something my parents just started pushing on me. You are just giving your money away, and you don't get it back in any capacity when it's time to leave. In mm-hmm. fact, they say you know, oh, we found some dog hair in the corner, so we had to keep your deposit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to deal with that. And what I love about, you know, living in a house, it's like, you know what? I want to build a pool and, or I want to extend the fence or I'm going to paint this wall or I'm going to, this is a big deal too. The number one thing, the hardest thing to find with renters other than any kind of like low credit score is pets. If you're like, I really needed a place to stay and I have three dogs. I'm like, no one wants you. 
Yeah. It's true. It's true. true. Nobody wants you or you're paying an arm and a leg just so you can have your three dogs. If you own a house, I mean, you can have a freaking petting zoo for all anyone cares. So it's just the fact that you can live the way you want without someone, you know, up your butt with a coconut. Yeah, I want some farm fresh eggs from my chickens every morning. Girl, I don't <laughs> think that I haven't sold some houses up in Aubrey, Texas, where people have got some chickens and farm fresh eggs either. You know, it's great. It's great the fact of going, I don't have to. For when I was living in an apartment, don't you always feel like you're living in someone else's house? Never yours, you know? So, how do I determine whether or not I'm ready? to go buy a house? You've got to, number one, know, reach out to that loan originator. I'm going to always go back to that as your first step because they're going to be able to calculate with certain algorithms your financial capacity of what you're going to be able to afford. Once you get those numbers in place and I know your budget, that's my turn to step in. Okay. And say, great, these are the areas to kind of look in. This is how much potential down payment you can need. The other thing is you do need to save up some money. You don't get to magically show up with just like, you know, a $5 bill and a happy meal and think that you can be getting a house. You do need to save up a little bit for the deposit. There's going to be funds like earnest and option money that's going to be owed up front when negotiating. So, for example, if I say we're going to be looking for a um, $275,000 to $290,000 home, I would advise that we need to have at a bare minimum like fifteen to eighteen grand, and that and that is just as a cushion. I can always negotiate things differently, but you're always going to have moving expenses. You're always going to be able to. You're, you're, there's going to be you know an inspection that you have to pay for. You know you're going to have to pay for an appraisal. If you're not paying cash for the house, and that's going to cost about five, $515. So there's going to be costs that are pretty standard. And what I do with clients is we meet up on a Zoom meeting. I give the breakdown of the numbers of like the bare minimum of what you're really going to need. And once we know that we've saved up enough, then we're ready to go. And we're qualified, then we're ready to go. Okay. So you've been doing a Zoom since before it was cool? No, I, oh. <laughs> no, I just learned this girl. Oh, I guess uh, you could have quarantine. like you could meet with people in person before. Yeah, we oh, uh, girl, Starbucks was my office or a bar. <laughs> we, honey, we go and be like, "What's your favorite cocktail, girl? Come on, martinis <laughs> and home talk." I think that's the uh, episode title. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Before we started recording, we talked for a second about the homestead tax, and we don't have to go into all the heavy details of it, but what are the like tax benefits of owning a home? When you own a home, that is what's called your homestead, meaning this is the home that you reside in. You're not using it as a rental property or any kind of business, so you get a tax break. Every January, you go and you file. You only have to file once for your homestead. So, for example, if you were to buy a house now in what October, next January 2021, you'll file for homestead at your uh, county appraisal office. And that's a one-time thing. This saves you a lot of money on your taxes, probably up to about 25% 
I've known people to knock, you know, hundreds of dollars off of their monthly payment by doing this. And if you forget to do it by a certain date, oh, well, so sad, you missed out. Okay. Got it. You're obviously an expert in all of this, but why do people need a realtor? Why don't people just go to realtor.com or zillow.com and find their house and go for it? Well, girl, do you know how to handle all these contracts? Do you know how to negotiate any of the things on the documents? I mean, that's like going, asking this question, well, you know, uh, I need a kidney. Why can't I just, you know, (laughs) jump in the bathtub with a bunch of ice and it slice me open and, you know, with some Elmer's glue, you know, why can't I just walk into a courtroom and defend myself? No, you need somebody who knows what they're doing. I do this on a daily basis. So far this month, I've sold between how many now? Is it nine? Nine homes this month. So I do this on a daily basis. A realtor is going to know exactly what's in every single contract that's going to encounter. They're going to have those questions for you. Otherwise, you're hiring a lawyer who's going to cost you a hell of a lot more. And another great thing is if you're on the buying side, you don't have to pay your agent. That comes from the seller's side. Okay. Because the buyer's already bringing a big old chunk of change with that down payment. So you think they're going to be, you know, spitting up more money for the real estate agent? So, I mean, it's there. They're getting paid. Why not? Use them, baby. Yeah, there we go. I knew the answer to that. I just, I wanted, you know, I wanted, I wanted you to fight for it. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you think, can you tell us how you feel that maybe having a theater background has helped you in your daily career as a realtor? Uh, People. I will never forget this. I had a uh, high school teacher. His wife, I believe, he taught theater. And his wife, I forgot what it was. It was some sort of company, which I think was like a phone company. And she was saying she hires people out of college to get them into, you know, the entry-level positions. And she said she would always take someone who had a theater background over a business background. And I said, well, why? And they said, because they have interpersonal communication skills and that business person doesn't always have that. The person with those skills, the theater background and the skills will know and be able to understand people. We can always teach them the product. So one of the things I feel blessed in in, in theater is that theater has taught us empathy. We understand people, we all kinds of people, you know, not just the artsy fartsy kind. And I've had clients from, you know, the most liberalist snowflakes to the gun-toting the Trump supporters. And at the core of each one of those people, they want a self-sense of worth and a place to live and a sense where they can be safe, no matter what their beliefs are, and a place to raise their family, whatever that family is. And we have to be able to cut through the crap and get to that core and ultimately help people and be able to communicate with people. Mikey, this has been awesome. If people have their pre-qualification letter ready and they want to get in touch with you, how can we find you? What's the best place to do that? You can call me at 817-714-5959. You can check out my website at MikeyAbramsRealtor.com. Uh, That website will lead you to all my social media pages, my YouTube channel, 
email address, et cetera, et cetera. And that website will also have some really good advice for whether you're buying a home or selling a home. And on an occasion, I do help with a lease. Okay. Would love to chat more with anybody. I could talk about this all day. Great. This was epic. Thank you so much, Mikey. I will let you uh, get to your next meeting. Well, thank you, Sterling. I appreciate you having me. Of course. You have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. That was Mikey. Be sure to check out his website and watch some of his YouTube videos and follow him on Instagram and Facebook so you can get in contact whenever you feel like you're ready to buy a house and make the leap. I know I've been thinking about it and talking about it and dreaming about it for a few months now, and we're just about ready to do it. So this conversation was really, really helpful. And if you liked this episode, please let someone know. That is the best way to get the word out and support us at this time. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.